Hey, besties. My name's Lisa. And my name's Tamara, and we're BFFs. Tamara and I met when we were about 12 years old, growing up in good old Fairbanks, Alaska. And we've been best friends forever since. That's right. And that's why we've decided to have some fun, friendly conversations with the bestest of best friends. We'll talk about how we became best friends, our experiences together, and have other best friends on the show to share how they met. Who knows? You never know when you'll meet your next BFF. Now let's get into it, how I met my BFF. Welcome to another episode of How I Met My BFF. Hi, Tamara. Hey, Lisa. How are you? Okay. So I, I'm, I'm good. It's cool to be back. I feel like we kind of took a summer break, which um, is appropriate. I think we're still in summer. Yeah. Yeah. Are the kids back yeah. in school? No, not yet. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> our I'm not ready for school yet. <laughs> I know our, our M starts on Tuesday and then we, but our, like all the local elementary high school stuff started this week. So it's already back. I feel like I have to go back to school, even though I'm not in school, but I just, I'm like, oh, I just got back from Ireland. So I feel like the summer's like my vacation's over, back to work, have a little senioritis going on. <laughs> so Absolutely. I haven't even, yeah, really, I, I'm still, I, I did adjust to the time zone very well, much better than I did when I went to Italy, probably because I was, wasn't sick when I got back, but um, had so much fun in Ireland. I wish you and I were there together. We need to really coordinate that next time so that we're there yes. at the same time. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Would have been fun. Yeah. What about you? What's going on in your world? Um, yeah, kind of still in the summer, you know, we're wrapping up, starting to talk about school shopping, which is not the greatest, but, um, just got back from Flathead Lake and had about a good five days with kids and boats and water and sun. So that was pretty fun. And yeah, just kind of in August and it's been super hot here. So that's been a little bit different for August, but um, we hope it rains soon. But other than that, you know, it's been good. And cool. yeah, it's been, even though we haven't, we've had some time off, it doesn't, it seems just like yesterday that we had, you know, we're recording and um, dealing with, you know, a guest and whatnot. So yeah, I've, I know we've been out for a bit, but we'll catch, we'll get back on it. <laughs> we will. And yeah, I, I was going to share a couple of things about Ireland that were cool, kind of the highlights. We saw Mark's um, nephew get married and it was an amazing wedding. I felt like I was back in like a Jane Austen movie or something, even though that wasn't in Ireland, but it was like one of those manners type of thing. Like it's just unreal. Like where we, where they had the wedding it was so beautiful. Um, we saw a ton of his family, of course. And throughout the weeks that we, you know, we were there for a couple of weeks, then we got to go to Northern Ireland and I've never been up there before. It was really cool. We saw Giants Causeway, which I didn't really know nice. about until Mark told me about it. Apparently it's one of those like wonders of the world. And we saw the Game of Thrones studio tour, which I, yes. was the most like so exciting. <laughs> and I, I'm very excited about it. I wish I could share in your excitement. I have no idea what you're referring to. I mean, I'm, so I know who Game of Thrones. It. Oh, it's just, yeah, I just haven't. Sorry. <laughs> well, there's things that you watch that I haven't watched. So I guess we're even. 
Yeah. But no, it'd be cool to go to a place that has, you know, like going to New Zealand for Lord of the Rings. So I get it. Right. Right. (laughs) So we have a couple of fun guests today and I cannot wait to hear their story. So I want to welcome Donna and Sharon to our show today. Welcome, ladies. How are you? (laughs) We're so glad to join the girl fun here. Love it. Yes. Now, where, Donna, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Colorado Springs. Okay. And Sharon, are you in Texas? Well, you would think that when you see my big <laughs> hair and you hear my accent, but no, no longer in Texas. I am in the Seattle area. Oh nice. my gosh. Okay. Fun. Tamara, you still live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Where did yep. you live in Seattle, Tamara? Um, uh, kind of all, well, little bits here and there, um, kind of in South of Tacoma for a while, Queen Anne for a while. Yes. Um, Wallingford for a little bit and then in, um, kind of, yeah, in those areas, kind of all over. It was in the mid-90s, so it's been a while. But my daughter goes to school at um, in Seattle, so she's living actually near or in Capitol Hill now. So she's been there for a little over a year. So we've been going back and forth a lot. She actually just left this weekend. So Seattle's lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. It's I think it's one of God's greatest masterpieces. And it doesn't matter where you live in Puget Sound. And if you live on the lake in a big mansion or you live in a shack, you have a view. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You have a Very view that's like sick. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. true. Every, everywhere. So much fun. And and I've never my been to Colorado. Is it? Oh, what was ahead. that? I've never been to Colorado Springs, but we went to Tamara and I actually went to Telluride together. So we've been in Colorado together and we've been in Washington together. (laughs) All right. Ironically. Beautiful places, both. Yep. But you were right there with the Texas thread. I think you could probably pick up. There's some Texas in this. um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I had a little clue because I do believe you dropped the word Texas in your description. So I'm not, I could pretend that it was just my, you know, strong psychic abilities or my keen uh, ear, but I think I, I think I had a clue before we started. Yep. We're both proof. You can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of the girl. Donna, you just, you know, that is the epitome of best friends because I was just about to say the exact thing that you, Lisa and Tamara, you would probably get the hint that, um, we ain't physically in Texas anymore, but <laughs> your heart we bring Texas to where that's right, and we bring Texas that's to right. wherever we are. You can see my my shit kickers right up there on the shelf <laughs> behind. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> we, we can't tell what that is. That just looks like a pile of you know uh, what. Well, it's it would be a big one, um, but they're very, they're very cute. Um, you you couldn't tell by my hair that I'm from Texas. So yeah, that is one of those unlikely best friend stories. Uh, one of us has it and the other one doesn't. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. We've... Wait, don't wait. Don't let, let's, let's let, let's let that come. We're not going to spill all the beans in the lobby, Donna. Okay. okay. <laughs> there's a hair story. Yeah. There's a hair story. All right. So let's start at the very beginning and we'll ease into it. So Donna, 
I'm going to ask you first, how did you meet Sharon? Walk us through what happened. I walked into eighth grade Spanish class, scared to death, shyest girl in the world, just moved to Austin from Fort Worth and didn't know a soul. And what does Sharon do? Come in, come up, sit next to me. I think it was something like that. And I know that shortly after that, uh, we decided that we need to hang out together. And um, well, I, I mean, talking about all the beans in the lobby, she did offer me a ride to her house on her bike. But um, Sharon has to tell how she did that. Well, yeah, it was. We did meet in our eighth grade Spanish class. And I think it was mid-year, Donna, when you got there. And yeah. um, I remember her walking into the classroom and I, Donna, you see that she's got that Nordic blonde hair and that's completely natural. And it was all long and silky all the way down to the middle of her back. And she was the most delicately beautiful thing I had ever lays, laid my eyes on. And she looked like a Nordic princess. And, Aww. and I just thought, wow, I, I want to be, I want to be her friend. I, she see, you know, and plus I'm a, we're both uh, military brats and I am used to being the new kid all the time. And Austin was my father's last um, Air Force assignment. So that was now home to me, even though I'd only been there about a year and a half. Um, I, it just became, and for the rest of my life, if I see the new person and they look, they feel, you know, all alone, I just have to swoop in and take them under my wing. And so as she said um, in her bio that she was painfully shy and I, it just hurt me to see that. So anyway, I just, I wanted to be her, her bestie. Uh, I certainly didn't want anybody else. I wanted first dibs. First dibs <laughs> on the new girl. First dibs <laughs> on the new girl. And the whole bicycle thing, it wasn't that day, but as Donna said, shortly thereafter, we we're like, yeah, we need to hang out with each other. And so um, we lived, what do you think? Maybe a mile and a half apart, maybe ish. Yeah. I'm bad with those distances, but it was I, over a mile. Yeah. It, yeah. And so, um, uh, women, you you all are of a certain age, and so you will know what we're talking about when we say I gave her a pump on my bike. I pumped her on my bike, and so um, yeah, you know, it wasn't like it was a two seater. It wasn't like it was a tandem, and so there I was. She was on the seat, and I was standing, and I her butt was right in my face. <laughs> we made it. We made it in the Texas heat. We we survived that, and there was. Um, food on the other end because her mom had just come home from the commissary probably that day. I know I always came over on the days that mom came home from the commissary. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. When did you start to realize that you were in like that best friend status? And Sharon, you can start us off and then we'll hear Donna's perspective. You know, I think be because it was the middle of the school year, um, eighth grade was over within just like two or three months. And since we lived close enough uh, for bike riding distance, um, we were either always at her house or always at my house. And I think that um, my, my parents just sort of took her in as another daughter. And I remember that summer, you know, when you're in eighth grade, 
everything, your entire world revolves around boys and makeup <laughs> and fashion and music. And so we shared all of those same loves. And I remember that we were um, lying in her backyard postage stamp sidewalk because um, <laughs> um, you know, what else have you got to do in the summer between eighth and ninth grade, but work on your tan and, um, and explore, you know, teen magazine and cosmopolitan and figure out, you know, how you were going to use your allowance to buy the best outfit on the planet. And Donna, people always ask me, you know, are your fingernails real? And, uh, I can't believe you can grow those naturally. And it all came out of that summer <laughs> where we were like, contest. Okay. Who can get the darkest tan and who can, um, grow their nails the longest and who can get the skinniest. And <laughs> Donna won the, the, get the skinniest. And she also got the best tan, even though the difference between in my tan lines, you could tell that mine was much more dramatic, but she has that naturally olive complexion. And so her tan is always golden and brown and gorgeous. And I won the fingernails. I just won the fingernails your whole life. And and I've worn them this length my entire life. (laughs) And I think that 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 cemented it. Wouldn't you, Donna, wouldn't you say that that sealed the deal? Because we were also spending the summer trying to decide how we were going to be the most fashionable people in high school in ninth grade. So we were planning what we were going to wear. That's and we'd right. magazines and then we'd go to the mall because the only place to go in the summertime in Austin is in the mall because it's just too hot to go anywhere else. And yeah, we, we were like stocking up and trying to figure out what we're going to wear first day of school. Yeah, yeah, we were fashionistas. There was the other place, though, that we would go in the summer in Austin, Spring Texas. Spring. Spartan Springs. That's right. Mm-hmm. You said it, sister. It is a yeah. natural spring that is like 64 degrees year round. And when it's hotter than Hades out there, you take a plunge in that ice. It's like the ice bucket challenge, right? It really oh. is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Swimming pool, fashion, boys. That's about it. So um, it's been a, a little bit of time, maybe a year or two since you guys met in eighth grade. <laughs> um. <laughs> So what, what has kept you both as staying as best friends? Donna, if you well, want to. When you mentioned um, Queen Anne, um, this, this wasn't what kept us best friends. Um, but the first thing I thought of was that when my daughter went to school at Seattle Pacific, the only reason I could let her out of my sight is because she had her another mother there. She had Sharon just a few months, I mean, 15 minutes away. I don't know how long, but um it was the only way I could really survive being so far from my daughter. But, um, but gosh, the friendship, what was so crazy is that it, it never really stopped except for there was a period where we both were just in different colleges and socially with different people. And we didn't really stay in touch for a couple of years, but it's kind of like a sister. You may not have a lot in common, but you're always sisters. And you know, that as soon as you're together, it, it just happens really fast. And what happened to us was um, it was after college. She had moved to Dallas. I had just moved to Dallas for a job. And we saw each other in a bar 
which was kind of funny because I was kind of the kid who didn't like do the bar scene. In fact, Sharon used to party with my sister because I wasn't that much of a partier. And so when she saw me in a bar, she's like, Don is in a bar. <laughs> it was a shocker, wasn't it? it? Oh my gosh, was it a shocker. And going back to that we were apart for a, a few years, um, the answer to the question, I think generally is that Yes, we um, had had some different interests and we went, you know, made different decisions um, professionally, um, but our hearts are always the same and our hearts and our values and um, family is everything to us. And when that, that period, when we were apart for a little bit, it started when her daddy said, I don't want you hanging out with Sharon anymore. She's a bad influence. She wears too much makeup. <laughs> and it broke my heart because um, every other friend that I had, their mothers were saying, we want you to hang out with her because she's a good influence. You know, good she, girl. yeah, she's a Christian. She goes to church. She, you know, has a, a strong family life. And um, it broke my heart because Donna and I, we both loved makeup and we both were, you know, playing around with that as you do in the summer when you don't have a car, there's nothing else for you to do. And so we were, um, for the rest of high school, like from about sophomore year on, we weren't hanging with each other, but I never will forget, um, when you had lost a parent. And you, we saw each other passing in the hallway and she just had this look on her face and um, we just, and she told me and we just stood there and, and cried and we were embracing as all the people like Grand Central Station were passing yeah. us. We were just in this mm -hmm. embrace and that right there, it, it again, cemented that bond mm -hmm. that even though for the rest of high school, we weren't hanging with each other. It was like, you're a phone call away. I mean, you know, all you have to do is, is reach out to me. Well, and you know, we fast forwarded a little bit around, you know, hanging out that summer. We, we did hang out mostly at your house. My house is not a very happy place. And, um, when my dad died, you know, he had been ill for a while and, um, her family, her family had become like family to me. And they would invite me to family things and they would treat me like kids too. They'd say, pick that up. you know. <laughs> um, so I was treated like one of the kids in the household and it made, it was, it was sweet to me because I, I'd lost my mom. She left when I was 12. Then my dad got sick when I was 14. And um, I just wanted, I wanted to be adopted by a family. So I was very happy to be adopted by them. And I think that's one of the reasons why it didn't matter whether we were doing the same things or doing the same kind of work or even studying the same major. We were just sisters at, at the root of things because they were just my second family. Wow. Makes my eyes water. I know. Oh, yeah, you got me too. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really powerful. You never know like who's your, who's put in your life, you know, and, well, and, you know, when you think about it over time, we all go through happy and sad times and, and loss. And who is that person you pick up the phone and call? Well, poor Sharon gets um, everything, everything that happens, you know, 
to one of my kids. My sisters are somewhat like they're they're somewhat interested, but not as much as Sharon. So Sharon gets every text. Sharon gets every picture, every um, memory as it's being made. And now she's going to be another mother to a second kid who's moving to Everett for a job. And uh, I think um, my, my kids proclivity to live in the Seattle area is one of the things that's keeping us really close. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. How did you, I mean, it sounds like you, this isn't really the topic of the show, but Donna, how did you manage being so young with both your parents passing away? Like, what did you do? Well, um, I'm grateful that my sister took me in. Um, I had three older sisters. Two of us were still in high school and dad ended up in a veterans hospital. And um, my sister, think about this. Think about when you were 26 and how old your kids were taking in two teenage sisters to live with you. I remember hearing from her husband that friends were saying, you don't have to take them in. They could go to foster care. And he's like, no, we don't do that. Um, she had a postage stamp house, didn't she, Sharon? That house was yep. so small. Yeah. Um, and we slept on fold out beds. But you know what? We had family and um, yeah. it was sweet. You know, I've um, often said that even though I lost you know, my mom at a young age and my dad shortly thereafter, um, I've gained parents everywhere I've gone, not only Sharon's parents, um, you know, at church, at, at different um, work, at, at places where I, I, I meet women in a networking capacity or a work scenario. Um, I've always had somebody adopt me. Well, in fact, Sharon has met grandma. Um, she she was interviewing me. I mean, she was taking me to lunch when I was pregnant with my first baby. To say congratulations, you're having a baby and going on maternity leave. And she said, your parents must be so happy. And I said, well, I don't have parents living. And she said, well, then you're, you're, this baby must have two sets of grandparents and I will be grandma. And I'll be darned, 26 years and she's been grandma for all three kids. All wow. So, great. you know, I just feel like when we have a loss, God feels it um, overflowing with other things. Oh. Yep. Yep. Those- and even though- I haven't seen Sharon's mama in a long time. I mean, it, I would, I wouldn't sit on her lap, but I mean, I would, I would feel very comfortable in her home right now if I were to walk in there. Yeah. And you know, your, your sister, Kathy and Ray that took you guys in um, at that time, they're our family too. And mm-hmm. I know that they think of me the same way. And when I lost my daddy <clears throat> in June, uh, Kathy reached out to me. And, oh, did she? Good. Yep. So um, it's, you know, there's your, your birth family and your chosen family and Mm -hmm. we are forever linked. We are forever bonded. And her three daughters, I, I am, I am Auntie Sharon for sure. And I have been sending them all birthday cards for, you know, 10, 15 years. And um that I, I have their phone numbers and they text me and they share, uh, you know, their, uh, accomplishments with me and I celebrate them on the sidelines and I am their biggest cheerleader. And, um, you know, God didn't give me kids of my own because he knew I was going to be a mother to many and I would need to be a mother to many. And I am honored to have that responsibility <laughs> and the, and that joy. It's very sweet. Very sweet. 
But Sharon, we didn't tell him about the haircut. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. Okay. So, all right. You remember I told you that Donna had this gorgeous, silky, snow white, blonde hair all the way down to the middle of her back. And we can't tell the story without talking about Pookie and Corky and the preppy handbook. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, in the early 80s, it was the thing to be preppy. And there was an actual book for the youngsters on the call um, <laughs> listening in. There was a book called the Preppy Handbook, and it laid out <laughs> everything about um, the style of clothes you should wear, the color, you know, the preppy colors were pink and green, um, what food you would like, what kind of car you're supposed to drive, then oh, everybody's nicknames and um it, it was sort of like our fashion Bible and it was like our, our cultural Bible in addition to our, you know, biblical Bible, Bible. <laughs> our, 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 yeah, our faith Bible. Um, and so it was also very cool to carry it around with you. It is the silliest thing. It was like an accessory to show it, everybody that you were in the know Had and a to, yeah. to a T tip to toe, everything that was described <laughs> in the preppy handbook, we wore it. We wore it and our shoes and everything. And so um, in the back of the preppy handbook was a glossary and it would give you, you know, the, the real word for the nickname or for the little colloquialism to refer what you were referring to. And it said all the nicknames that were preppy nicknames. And we went through it and we were reading all the descriptions and it, it said that Corky was the perky prep. And she goes, well, that's you. That needs to be you. And it, and in the definition, after it said Corky is the perky prep, it said, and Pookie is always her best friend. And so we were like, that's it. I'm Corky. You're Pookie. And those were the names that we called each other for years. And I am grateful that mine didn't stick. But hers did. There were people in high school who didn't know my name because they all they ever heard was Pookie. That's um, right. And Donna, so, yeah, she's in my phone as Pookie. My family calls her Poopy. I'm not Poopy. <laughs> 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 okay, so now to the haircut story or the hair story. Um, so what was very fashionable was to take thin multi different colors of grow grain ribbon and you'd wear it like a little headband. You'd tie it and there'd be this little bow and the preppy hairdo was, you know, shoulder length with bangs and Donna didn't have bangs. Pookie didn't have bangs. And, um, you know, she, I think she and her father were like, nobody's going to cut your hair or whatever. So she had said, I, I, I really want to do that. I really want bangs. And so she was over at my house and we were sitting on my bedroom floor and we were both, you know, in, sitting Indian style facing each other. And I had the scissors and I said, OK, look down. And I know oh, <laughs> so for people that can't see this, when you when you look down and then you, someone takes scissors sitting across from you. When you look back up, it is not as long as the hair trimmer thought it was. And no, Donna, that is that is being generous and kind. 
Okay, ladies. <laughs> it was this long. Her bangs were this oh, long. Oh my god! An inch. And of course, the minute she looks up, she sees the horror on my face, and I'm like, and she's like, what? And I go, oh god, oh oh oh. I mean, and you know, it. You you couldn't even. There was no way you could even style that to make it look good. So then, Donna, didn't you just have to like wear headbands for like wear headbands until it grew out? I have a premise, you know, hair grows. If you cut the hair wrong, it will grow and you will try something new. So I will I will go to my grave though, still being like like I, even talking about it, my heart is a flutter. It was it was so awful that I did that to my friend. <laughs> you know, I just I just felt um honored to get all the attention that I got from people saying, I can't believe Sharon did that to you. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> oh. And of course, years later, there's a classic um, Hallmark card. And what did I get for a birthday one year? She sends mm -hmm. me this card and it, it has a little girl on the front and she's got bangs that are that long and it, it made some sort of comment about letting your be best friend cut your bangs. Cut, yeah, cut your bangs. <laughs> we we were apparently were the poster children for that. Yeah, that's oh great. Your stories are so fun. The preppy handbook. I I was not aware of that. Now the I'm gonna have to go. Do <laughs> I don't think it's in print anymore. Whose <laughs> <laughs> bookstore? I'm sure has it. That's yeah, great. I have to find one. I don't know where mine is. I, I know we really should do that, Donna. We we each need to have that. I'm sorry, Pookie. We should, <laughs> we should each get one. Well, wrapping up, I we usually end our um, podcast with a question that if you two were together, what would you go out and do right now? Or what would you do together if you were not in two diff different states? It always has to do with wine. <laughs> and I was going to say food and wine food and, wine. and we love good wine. So uh, it would be uh, a tour of the wine country um, where I live. You know what? We've got a great or one. Just a picnic at uh, uh, Chateau St. Michel. Yeah. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. yeah. That's great. Sounds good. <laughs> Wow. Yep. Thank you for being on our show. I love your, you guys should have your own show. You're really funny. Yeah. Corky wants to go downtown or something. I don't know. Yes, but yeah. yes. Oh, we could do some excursions. That could be fun. Oh, like what was it? Uh, Remy and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, there. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 Let's write the script. Let's get it oh, yeah. to a producer. Yeah, I have a kid in the area now, so I can come. We can we can record once a month. There, there you go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for being on our show. It was so fun hearing. I'm so heartfelt, and um, I feel like I know you better, and I wish we were all in the same place right now. We would have a picnic and wine and food and a bunch of laughs and maybe even cry a little bit, too. So <laughs> yeah. in a good way. That's what we do. Yeah, in a good way. Good. And thank yeah. you both um, for for creating this platform and for inviting us on the show. We had a good time. 
it's just not long enough. I mean, I think we could do chit chat for another four hours. We feel the Absolutely. same. It's, it's sometimes I, Mark, my husband will be like, you're still talking to Tamara. Didn't you guys just talk? Didn't you just spend a whole bunch of time together? What do you still have to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. We just <laughs> always have something to talk about. And, you know, just kind of works out. haven't run out yet. Very patient in our phone calls throughout the years, for sure. He is. He is. <laughs> Um, well, like I say, usually at the end of our, at our end of our episode, you never know when you're going to meet your new best friend. It might be in school. It might be the new kid. Uh, just follow your gut because it sounds like it really paid off for Sharon and Donna. Pookie and Corky. Corky and Pookie forever. Hey, <laughs> just to me, Cork, wine. I should maybe get the na- name back. Corky. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our I, wine I theme like podcast. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Uh, bye. Bye. Hey, Bestie. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool Bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com. That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us. Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.